Hello and welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads Comics. Today is Sunday, August 11, 2019. Let's take a look at who's having the funnies together, shall we? Well, summer is drawing to an end. Uh, school starts tomorrow for my co-host, M. M, what do you think about that? I'm excited because I like school. Ah, you will get over that, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I promise you. In about a year or two, you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to go back to school. Boo. What do you think? No. No? You think I'm wrong? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. It's a kid who likes school, and that's good, because learning is fun to mental. All right, our first comic of the day is Garfield by Jim Davis. In this episode, um, okay, John shows up with a curtain. No, no, that's a blanket. Uh, okay, it's a blanket. Or it's... a towel. Whatever it is. It's like a towel blanket something. A blue sheet. It... It's a blue sheet! Okay, he shows up with a blue sheet, or a curtain, or a towel, and he goes, Hey, Garfield, I can make myself disappear. Watch. And he's standing in the doorway, and he holds the sheet up, and then he drops it, and he and it yes. drops so fast that there's puffs of smoke shooting up, like air puffs shooting up from where he dropped it, and he's, he's not there. And Garfield watches this and nonchalantly walks away, and then John kind of pokes his head out from behind the door to say, Hey, where did Garfield go? And it turns out that as soon as the trick was over, he's in the refrigerator just throwing stuff out to, to looking for something to eat. Lasagna, <laughs> probably. Probably so, exactly. The, the joke here is that uh, Garfield does not care if John lives or dies, and he will just go about eating lasagna because cats... Or basically anything that someone gives him. Or that he gets himself. Yeah, the, the point is cats are terrible animals. All right, our next comic of the day is The Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. In this episode, Hurricane Hattie, the next-door neighbor who who wears an outfit like, like Joe Besser's little stinker character from the old Three Stooges. Uh, she's got, you know, that hat and the little bow tie. Anyway, anyway she comes in and, and she says, Yo, Gladys, what's up to an adult? Which, that's, I feel, poor manners right there. Um, but, um... Anyway, Gladys, who is Mrs. Born Loser, says, Oh, I just bought some, some watermelon. Would you like a slice? And she goes, Oh, you bet. I love eating watermelons. And then Gladys says, Well, the best part is it's seedless. And uh, so there aren't any seeds you have to spit out. To which Hattie says, Oh, no, that's my favorite part of eating the watermelon. Her favorite part of eating the watermelon is what? Of eating this Oh, spitting out the spitting, seeds. Spitting out the seeds. So the joke here is that uh, she likes uh, spitting seeds out while eating watermelon and because she's a, a, a just a terrible child, I guess, because she likes to spit, I guess, is the joke. Do you like spitting watermelon seeds in? No. Why not? I don't know. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad we cleared that up. So no more no more spitting seeds for well, you. Well, it's then. usually only because there are no black seeds. Well, yeah, so you're right. The black seeds are the ones you spit out. The white, the white seeds. I like the white seeds. People just eat them. Yeah. I just eat the white you seeds. You know, you know, if you do that though, a watermelon's gonna grow in your stomach. No. Yep. You're gonna have no. watermelon, a watermelon plant popping out your ears no. and stuff. Is that scaring you? No. You're worried. I've had like twenty, and nothing has happened. <laughs> okay. Well, very good. Then uh, no concerns about watermelons popping out of your head. Our next comic of the day is the Griswells. In this episode, uh, the bear is sitting on a couch with his wife, who's who's got curlers in her ear, in her hair or fur, I guess. And he goes, he's holding a can, and he says, "What does he say there?" Bletch. Man, this is some tasty ginger ale. It's not bletch, it's what? It's 
black. Belch. He's Bel- burp- he's Belch. burping. He's loudly burping. Belch is Belch. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for those of you whose ears were just shattered by by M's belch. But yes, yeah, so he he burps loudly and goes, Man, that is some tasty ginger ale. And uh, Mrs. Griswell says, Whoa, 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 where are your manners? And the bear says, Oh, sorry, do you want some? <laughs> the joke here is that she was not chiding him for not sharing. She was chiding him for loudly burping without saying, Excuse me. But the bear, he don't care. <sighs> Our next comic of the day is Brian Crane's Pickles. In this episode, uh, Mrs. Pickles is uh, like lurking behind the couch behind Mr. Pickles who's reading a paper and, and she says you know we don't spend enough time together and he's like what are you talking about we're together all the time and she goes that's quantity time I'm talking about quality time don't you know what quality time is and then the final panel you see Mr. and Mrs. Pickles outside a store called Quality Fabrics and uh, Mr. Pickles goes oh crud it's coming back to me the joke here is that when people say they need to spend quality time together, that usually means doing, you know, focusing on each other, doing fun things, that sort of thing. But but she meant going to a store called Quality Fabrics, and Mr. Pickles does not want to go to the to the fabric store. So that's that joke. Do you get that one? No. She wants to go to the fabric store, and he doesn't want to go. And the fabric store's name is Quality Fabrics, so it's quality quality time. All right, our next comic of the day is Blondie by by Dean Young and former Supreme Court Justice John Marshall. In this episode, Mr. Dithers, his boss, is coming into Dagwood's office and says, uh, ah, there you are, Bumstead. I've got a million things for you to do. Pay attention. And uh, Dagwood goes, hey, uh, I smell garlic. And he goes, oh yeah, I just got a new Greek salad. I got a fresh Greek salad from that new restaurant in our building. Anywho. They're building. Uh, yeah, they, they have a restaurant in the building, in their office building. That's that's pretty common. You can have a... We used to oh, have I a, thought I meant, like, they're building it. No, no, they're not building <laughs> it. It's, there's a restaurant actually in the building that their office is in. Like, I used to be in an office where there was a sandwich shop, so I'd go there and get a sandwich every day needed at my desk and be sad and lonely because nobody wanted me to go to lunch with them. But uh, that's that's really, you know, a lot to, to talk about, right? Anyway, uh, so he says, yeah, yeah, there's a, uh, I got a fresh Greek salad from that new restaurant in our building. Anyway, I've got a ton of work for you to do. And he goes over, like, for three panels. I need these reports within an hour. I need this presentation for the the something group this afternoon. And there's more to do. Do you have any questions so far? And uh, Dagwood says, not a one, sir. And then in the next panel, we see Dagwood in a restaurant called the Greek Isles Restaurant. And, uh. He's saying, hey, I'd like a fresh Greek salad, please. The joke here is that uh, Dagwood didn't pay attention after, you know, he his boss told him about that restaurant with the salads. So um, he uh, just went and got a salad. See? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, it's so funny you're speechless on that one. I get no, it. no, I get no, it. no, it's not funny at all. No, <laughs> That's why I'm speechless. It's so not funny. I'm speechless. <laughs> it's, it's so not funny. It's speechless. I'm. Uh, that's that's that should be the tag of our show. All right. Our next comic of the day is Curtis by Ray Billingsley. In this episode, uh, I'm not gonna go read all of it. But all the kids are talking about what they did over the summer. Summer's over. Uh, you know, so they're talking about, hey, what'd you do this summer? Oh, is it only because there's it's the last day of summer? You're putting this on. Yes, because it's timely. <laughs> 
Uh, one of them says, oh, hey, uh, you know, I joined an environmental group and cleaned the river. Another one said, I, pra- I practiced drums and played in the park in front of a bunch of people. And then Curtis says, I found an old Ouija board and it turned out it had a curse on it and that wasn't cool. And the kids just stare at him and he goes, oh, no, I'm making that up, but I can't tell the class I had a dull summer, can I? Mm-hmm. The joke here is that Curtis, uh, did not have as interesting a summer as his friends, so he wants to make up something that's entertaining. Our next comic of the day is Dennis the Menace, and this one's titled Here, There, Everywhere. In this episode... Don't start Dr. Seuss. No, it's not, it does sound like Dr. Seuss doesn't. I will not watch Dennis over there. I will not watch him anywhere. Uh, so Dennis is talking to Mr. Wilson, saying, Hey, Mr. Wilson, I've got to go. Uh, and Mr. Wilson's like, okay, fine, whatever. So Dennis says, see you tomorrow. Because this kid lives with his next door neighbors because his parents are just incredibly irresponsible and they foist him off on their elderly neighbors. But nonetheless, uh, Dennis is leaving. And then when uh, Dennis leaves, Mr. Wilson stands up and he's going, hey, ouch, ouch. And he's stepping on jacks that Dennis left lying around. And then after he finishes stepping on jacks, he steps on a, a, a skateboard. skateboard. And what does he say? Ah, because he falls down, which is very dangerous for a man his age. He could break a, a hip or he could anything. Break anything. He could break. He could break all sorts of things. He could break and everything. He could break. He could be like. He could have every bone broken, just like Evil Knievel did when Evil Knievel was working. You don't know Evil Knievel, but he was a stunt man who would ride a motorcycle and crash, or jump over things. But he would also crash, and he broke every bone in his body allegedly. Not at one, not at the same time, but over over time. Anyway, Mr. Wilson falls on the skateboard, and then uh, then he goes, Ah, you know, even when Dennis is gone, he's still here. <laughs> and the joke is that Dennis leaves junk lying around the, the uh, Wilson's house, even when he's gone, because, again, kid has no sense of responsibility whatsoever. Our next comic of the day is Tom Armstrong's Marvin. In this episode, uh... There's a, a grandmother and grandfather sitting in their sitting in their chairs, and uh, grandmother's on the phone. And goes, oh, that's great. Yes, we'd love to help you out. Sure. And the grandfather says, hey, who's on the phone? And uh, she says, why well, it's Jenny. She needs us to babysit Marvin this afternoon. He's coming in an hour. I guess we better get ready. I'm gonna bake some cookies. And he says, I'm going to take a nap because Marvin, who is a toddler, takes up a lot of energy. Because, uh, so he's going to take a nap, so he'll have energy to deal with a toddler there. <sighs> Our next comic of the day is Mutts. In this episode, uh, the dog and a cat are adrift in a boat, like a little rowboat. And they're on a lake or something, and they're, and they're saying, well, it's just you and me, pal, says the cat. But then we see under the water that the water is full of, of garbage, including a paper bag that looks like a ghost right there. And there and there. Yeah, there's a couple of ghost bags. Uh, The joke here is, well, it's not a joke. It's really just a uh, commentary on the fact that our waters are full of trash that looks like ghosts. Our next comment. I don't think that's the. You don't think that's the point? Yeah, no. What do you think the point is? Something else. Well, tell me. What do you think? I don't know. You don't know? I'm telling you, it's, it's about people need to be worried about ghost trash. Because ghost trash will haunt you and stink. Okay, sure. 
<laughs> Next comic of the day. Oh, it's Slylock Fox. All right. In this, okay, Slylock Fox is is as you know, it's it's a series of little activities like spot the difference here or find what's wrong here. But it also features a mystery, and this mystery is that they're playing baseball. And what's weird about it, if you look at the picture, there's a crowd watching the baseball game, but they are the same color as the bleachers and completely solid. So there's this giant yellow blob yeah. of, of everybody looking like they are. They were just painted with one, like with a, the fill tool on, on paint on Photoshop. Um, but they're, anyway, they're, they're playing baseball. And uh, the mystery is, is that uh, while, while they're relaxing between cases, Max Mouse decides... To try stumping old Slylock Fox. Uh, Max claims he can throw a ball and have it change direction in midair and have it return to him. Slylock Fox knows how this is possible. Do you? Yes, so, I do. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let's give them a minute, okay? okay. Well, hold on. The music's going now. Can you hear it? The mystery music. You can yeah, hear it? I can hear it. Can, can you? Yeah. How do you hear it? I haven't put it in yet. Then how did you hear it? Dun, dun, dun. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. So, all right. That's enough. That's enough time to ponder the mystery of Slylock Fox, everybody. So, how, how can you throw the ball and have it change direction? What do you say, Em? Um, you throw it up so it will go down and that's a different direction. Oh. See, I thought it was going to be something complicated like he had a rubber band on his hand. No. But let's see. Let me see. Let's see what they say the okay. answer is. Okay. Solution. Max throws the ball straight up in the air. The ball would then change direction when it comes back down yeah. towards Max. So you you had it right. You just throw yeah. it straight up and then he catches it. Yeah, because um, you have to catch it. Well, okay. You you are a better little detective than I am today. So good good job solving the and mystery of Slylock like Fox. <laughs> All right, but then you know my favorite thing with Slylock Fox, other than the mystery itself, is every time they have That's a. That's not how you draw a picture. There's is nope. how to draw a picture that, in three steps. A grouchy steps. dog. No, nope. no, I don't know. Today's today. Hold on, they're not following along. We have to explain it to them. Today's is how to draw. What is it? A grouchy dog. <laughs> a grouchy dog. So first, you draw what looks like a misshapen donut. <laughs> then with a tiny eye. <laughs> then you draw. Oh no no no! A mouth. The, teeth and a tooth going up. Yeah, somehow. one tooth going up. And then a no, no, no. Yep. The first thought was the nose. The, yeah, the, the middle and of the And then the eyes. And then uh, an eyebrow somehow. So, that's, that's right. An and then ears. So basically, here that's how you draw a grouchy dog. Draw yeah. a misshapen donut. Give it some ears and a, t a fang pointing upwards. Then color it in, and then you have yourself no, 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 a grouchy no, no. pupil. A dog, yes. Eyelashes. All right. No, you're overexplaining them. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. You are. Eyelashes, and yeah. then you color everything. See the joke. You First, you color the nose red. You, then you, you color you, the if eyes. If you keep yeah. talking, you're ruining the joke. Okay. Don't you? I mean, you're. I'm just not going to talk anymore. No, you need to talk. Okay. But just, you, I'm just saying that if you. <laughs> Or explain how to draw a grouchy dog. It's not funny. It's not as funny. Well, it's never funny. So, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, good Good point. Nothing <laughs> is ever funny in Slylock Fox. All right, our next comic of the day is Popeye's Cartoon Club. This week it's by Jen Wee. Um, the, the point of Popeye's Cartoon Club is different artists do their take on Popeye. So in this episode, Popeye and Olive Oil are at an art class or one of those wine and art things and uh, Popeye's got going bah this is a load of fooey 
<laughs> to which Olive Oil goes, oh, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just keep trying, okay, Popeye? And so Popeye gets an idea. He, he slurps well, some. What is he slurping, do you know? I don't know. I think it's, it's like. It's spinach. Because yeah. that's what he always has. Is that When Popeye needs to be strong, he gets himself a big old can of spinach. So he slurps. And then them. he has an idea. He, how do you know he has an idea? Because light bulb. There's a light bulb, so you know light it's bulb. an idea. Oh, yeah. But not over his head, like right on the side it's of his to the head. side, which usually that's not where it is. It's usually over his head, but I guess, I guess Jen Wee couldn't make the uh, the frame right on that. Um, so he, he has an idea, and then suddenly, like a, a tornado o-art, he is drawn he is drawn away. And then in the final panel, Popeye and Olive Oil are, are home, and the painting is on the wall, and it's a lovely painting of a red bird. And uh, Popeye go, this paint and sip, this paint and sip business ain't half bad after all. Because he used his superpowers of eating spinach to draw beautiful art, which I... I don't, I don't get that. Well, he no okay. no no one gets that. You don't get no, it because you're you you're just saying. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain it to you. It. He uses his spinach, and when he uses spinach, he can do things that he can't normally do. So it's so that it's it's like you know it's like it's like he's a baseball player who's been juiced. He can he can do things that he normally couldn't do. So he's drawn yeah, it's like a beautiful a contortionist. Pen. More like a contortionist. Except is, that's is, not like it. It's like a contortionist, except no. it's not like a contortionist. Is that what yes. you said? Yes, <laughs> that is how it is. That's fair. It is like a contortionist, except that it's nothing like a contortionist. <laughs> Very good. Good point. Basically saying it's not anything. Good like point, it. M, on the the contortionist <laughs> analogy. Our our next. Uh, Yay! Yes, yes, it's family circus. Yay! The Family Circus Yay. by Bill King. In this episode, oh, good lord! In this episode, there's okay. There, there, everybody's at a beach. There's and there, one word. And and for okay, here's something weird. And and Billy is in the water with a bunch of other kids, and he yells, "Daddy!" All right. And then in the next panel, I don't want to say panel because that's not what it is. It's more of an amorphous blob. There's two amorphous blobs. Oh, in the second amorphous blob, okay, <laughs> Billy has yelled, or Jeff, it's Billy. Billy has yelled, "Daddy!" And then in the second blob, all the fathers are looking into the water to make sure it's not their kid yelling, Daddy. So the joke here is that fathers, if they hear someone yell, Daddy, at the beach, will look to make sure their child is not drowning or being eaten by a shark. But they weren't paying enough attention in the first place to keep their eye on their kid to know that it wasn't their kid. So basically, the point of this is, is that... Most oh, also, I don't get how there... So there were no parents, like, right. right where they were, and then there were. Then they suddenly appeared, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, like, were they down? And then, yeah, because, because apparently fathers are neglectful almost to the point of letting their children be eaten by s- sharks. You're basically saying that's what you are. No, I'm... Well... Yes, I, I would yes not, you are. I would not let you get eaten by a shark. I promise. I, I, I promise you, I will not let you get eaten. Or will you? Dun, dun, dun. It's really, the, really, the bar's been set high here, folks. Finally today, Andy Cap beers drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com.